Welcome to the Body Discovery Podcast. My name is Nicole. I'm a holistic osteopath. I'm a lover of movement and breath, and I'm a lifelong yogi. This podcast is for anyone who wishes to delve deeper into the mysteries of their own amazing self-healing body. So expect a blend of traditional wisdoms, teachings of yoga, tantra, herbal and plant medicine that have lasted through the ages, blended onto a strong foundation of anatomy, new innovations in science, nutrition, detox and movement practices, as well as my first-hand experience as a holistic health practitioner. As a firm believer in the self-healing capacity of the body, I will also give you simple lifestyle tools to incorporate this increased awareness into your current reality, and in that way, optimize your health and vitality forevermore. Good morning. This is the first episode. I'm so excited to be here. So for today, we're going to talk about movement and not just physical movement. We're going to talk about movement in all of the systems of our body and how this relates to health and how we can keep our body healthy by keeping all these systems moving. We'll be talking about um, movement and inflammation. We will talk, be talking about how inflammation and lack of movement affect your brain and your brain function. And we will talk, be talking about some tools to increase the movement of all of the systems together. So enjoy. All right, so movement is a very big topic for me. Um, basically, any patient I see or any, any health issue I see, I can bring it back in my mind to a lack of movement in one of the systems of the body. And I'd like to give you that perspective as well and give you that understanding so that in the next episodes or anything else you learn about health and life, you can kind of draw on this as a foundation and realize where there's a lack of movement um, when talking about these other health issues or another health tool or, you know, any tool um, as well will really, you can bring it down to it increasing movement in an area. Okay, anything that increases your vitality will in some way be, be increasing movement in one of the systems in your body. All right, so that's very simply said, um, like movement is medicine, lack of movement creates stagnation, creates dysfunction. All right, so just keep that in your mind. I'm not saying it's truth, it's my truth. <laughs> It's how I deduce anything in health and it's worked for me so far. Um, yeah, that's just coming from my background in yoga and then working with patients as an osteopath and also doing movement therapy. Um, yeah, so when looking at the systems of the body, I'll just give you a quick overview what I mean by that. Um, so when you learn about the anatomy and the physiology of the body, so the anatomy is the actual things of the body. The physiology is the function of the body, all right? When you learn about that, you learn about it in different systems, all right? So in our body, we've got our digestive system, we've got our nervous system, we've got our respiratory system, we've got our endocrine system, which is our hormones, we've got our muscular system, which is our muscles, our skeletal system, which is our joints and our skull, and that's about it. Oh, no, then we've got our cardiovascular system, urinary system, and reproductive systems. All right. 
So all of these systems, they're all classified in different um, systems, <laughs> but um, actually they all work together like really closely. It's not like they have their own little, it's not like every system has their own blood circulation or has their own this or whatever, you know. They all work very, very, very closely together. So usually if there's a dysfunction in one, you will have a dysfunction in multiple surrounding that as well. All right. So um, when we talk about movement being good for health, most people think, okay, which is what has been said by the government and then like any kind of health directive, most people think um, 20 minutes of exercise a day is good and they'll live forever if they do that. (laughs) Um, But when you look back at increasing movement in your whole body, you can see that you would need to actually use those 20 minutes to move every single cell in your body rather than just doing a repetitive motion, which most people do. They'll go walking or running because it's something they can fit into their day and walk with their dog, whatever. But to actually stay healthy and allow nutrients to flow to and from um, every single cell, we need to keep everything moving. All right. So what I say to most of my patients is to somehow do something they enjoy, but um, somehow move all of their joints in their body, all of their muscles every day. All right. And that includes breathing as well. So we'll talk about breathing in a second, because that's a very integrated system in movement. Um, But yeah, when we're looking at joints, um, I'll do another episode just on joints as well. It's pretty complex, but basically joints need to be moved for fluid to go to and from them. So uh, most joints have a pressure system in them. So you basically just need to move them to increase and decrease the pressure for fluid to then go in and out. So yeah, um, (laughs) and why that is, why we need fluid going in and out of joints is because we need fluid going in and out of every cell. So think of your whole body as a collection of millions or billions of cells that all constantly need fluid going in and fluid going out. Fluid going in to bring nutrients for energy and fluid going out to get rid of any waste that's created during the metabolic, um, what do you call it? (laughs) During, uh, what's the word? Yeah, the metabolic reactions, that's the word. (laughs) So yeah, we need to get rid of any waste by um, creating like a constant fluid, fluid flow through all of our cells. So you can really think of, the body is needing like basically a shower of <laughs> fluid constantly running through it, okay, bringing nutrients and clearing waste. All right, and when we go back to movement, so for our joints, we need to move them to be able to give those cells that fluid flow that they need, all right? Um, and it's the same with, so it's not just moving your joints and your muscles, you also need to with your organs, for example, like your lungs and your heart, you need to every now and then move them to their full capacity. Use your heart to its full capacity also so that your vessels are also used to their full capacity. Otherwise, 
um, you decrease the range that they're able to actually work in and then you decrease your um, your ability to actually use your heart that much and that's when you get things like a heart attack when you all of a sudden overstress your heart to a limit that you haven't used it for a while okay um yeah so that's talking about the whole circulatory system which is then integrated with your lymphatic system okay so your circulatory system is your heart and all your blood vessels so it's the blood that's coming from the heart through the lungs bringing oxygen to your whole body all right but the other things that are in blood like the nutrients for the cells um, they actually come out not in your red blood cells but in the rest of the blood so blood is made up of um, lots of things <laughs> including red blood cells if you take away the red blood cells what is left is called lymph okay and so in the blood everything is quite small all the all the things that make up the blood are quite small except for the red blood cells they're quite big all right so when the blood is traveling through your capillaries all the way to um to the cells where they need to be the red blood cells can't actually leave the capillaries because they're too big to go into the cells into the tissue so what happens is just the lymph which is basically blood minus red blood cells goes through the tissues and delivers nutrients and then comes back out through the lymphatic system into lymphatic capillaries um, to get rid of any waste which then goes to the intestines etc and gets detoxified in all our organs um, so yeah the lymphatic system is something we need to think of as well um, when we're thinking about movement because lack of movement in this lymphatic system which is basically um, the fluid system within our tissues outside of the capillaries if we get a lack of movement there that's when we get edema and we also get um, like smaller forms of inflammation so we can get inflammation starting because our waste isn't um, disposed of fast enough all right and that means the cells are surrounded by basically like a mucky river rather than a clean river and that kind of confuses the cells as well as not giving them the nutrients they need in time to actually heal so cells are constantly turning over so they're constantly dying and new cells are constantly being created but for new cells to be created we actually need a nice clean river environment of these cells yeah otherwise they don't have the building blocks to be able to create new cells all right and so this is for example what happens in arthritis all right so if we have joints that we aren't using enough that means we get a buildup of fluid or at least we don't get a nice clean fast flow of fluid um which means that for example the cartilage that constantly is being turned over in a healthy human actually can't create new cells to replace old cells which then means we get a degradation or a breaking down of cartilage all right back in the day we called arthritis a wear and tear disease 
So we were looking at it in a different way, all right? We were looking at it like we were actually over um, putting too much pressure on our joints and that's why they were breaking. When in reality, joints need pressure and need movements to create a healthy environment and to create healthy cells and keep that cartilage and the bone healthy. Um, So that's like a little overview, bringing movement all the way back through to the health of the cell. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) To me, it does anyway. Um, But yeah, so with arthritis, that's why we now know that we have to tell patients to basically even move through the pain. That's what a lot of practitioners will say. Okay, there's pain, but you need to move. All right. It's not always the case, but in any case, we do need to move and we know that now. We know that um, arthritis and any inflammatory condition will only get worse if we stop movement. All right. So we're increasing movement to get rid of this inflammation and to create more health, more healing. Um, Yeah. So what else did I want to say? I did want to talk about breathing as well because that's a really big one in movement. So I'll just give you a quick overview of how the organs work together really well if everything moves well, right? So our lungs, our lungs are actually connected to our diaphragm, all right? And our diaphragm is this big bundle of muscles, basically, um, which goes from the bottom of our ribs. So if you place your hands on the bottom of your ribs and then it kind of slices our body in half, the diaphragm does, going all the way, attaching to our lower back. So it goes all the way through the abdomen, like underneath our lungs. So our lungs are attached to the bottom attached on the bottom by the diaphragm all right so the diaphragm lungs don't actually have um the capacity to really work on their own unless they're attached to muscle so it's the muscles that are increasing their size or decreasing the size of the lungs all right so the diaphragm is the main mover of your lungs and the main mover of your respiration um if all is working well But (laughs) something that can happen is um, when we are in stress, when we are in a heightened state, when we're not calm, we start breathing much faster or even shallower, all right? And when we do that, we're actually using different muscles than our diaphragm because our diaphragm is more of a deep mover. It's a big muscle. It likes doing deep inhalations, deep exhalations. It likes working when when we're calm, <laughs> all right? So when we're in a heightened state, we actually use different muscles, a little bit more like up the top near your neck, and we start breathing a bit more shallowly. Okay, so what happens then So we're not moving our lungs fully. We stop, actually, sometimes we can stop even moving our ribs out to the side when we breathe in. And we only really start using, um, so the muscles in our neck to bring our um, lungs up. And you'll start getting sore at the front of your chest as well if you really don't use your diaphragm a lot. Anyway, we'll talk about respiration in depth another time. But what I'm trying to say here is, Um, in these people that are in a heightened state all the time and that are not using the diaphragm properly, we actually can also start seeing a 
decrease in function in the digestive system. All right, and why that is because the diaphragm, so this big sheath of muscles that's like slicing our body in half basically, when that works properly, it actually with every breath pushes down on your organs and comes back up. So it's constantly creating this pressure in and out of your whole abdomen. So again, it's creating a pressure gradient. So (laughs) why we need that is firstly so our organs get stimulated to move our intestines our liver everything pancreas they all get stimulated to move when that diaphragm is moving on it so all your organs sit really closely together there's like no there's no room anywhere in your abdomen okay (laughs) it's all like yeah they're really cozy down there (laughs) so if the neighbor which is the diaphragm is constantly knocking It means these intestines and everything stay awake, all right? They don't go into a slumber and they don't just like, oh, we'll stop moving. So when the diaphragm doesn't do its full function anymore, we can start seeing things like constipation, diarrhea, even just bloating or, you know, things aren't moving properly anymore. What you can also then start seeing is dysfunctions in your pancreas, which is then going to decrease, uh, like imbalance your hormones. We can start seeing dysfunctions all the way down in the pelvis and your pelvic organs decreasing like your reproductive system and how that works. Um, And then we can even, because all the fluid from your legs needs to come up, through your circulation which comes through your abdomen you can start seeing swelling in the lower limbs as well and in your um in your feet then you get (laughs) things like um diabetic neuropathy um they happen like that because the little capillaries don't get nutrients to them anymore anyway so (laughs) it all works together just because For example, the breath isn't working properly, all right? So that's one underlying movement issue that we can then work on. Um, But that's just an example. Um, I'll explain the diabetes another time as well. That's a whole another subject. Um, But I just threw that out there as an example. Um, Yeah, what else did I want to say about movement? Basically, I just wanted to quickly give you an overview of how movement is so important for everything in your body. Um, We didn't even touch on your neurological health and mental health when it comes to movement. So, um, for example, with Alzheimer's and dementia, there's been a lot of studies done that actually show if you keep your brain challenged, then there's a lesser chance of getting dementia or brain dysfunction, which makes sense when you look at this whole um, thing from a movement perspective because there's no circulation going through to these areas of the brain, right? Which means the cells then don't get the nutrients they need, which means the cells then break down. All right, that's a very simple way of looking at it. There's much more that comes um, comes into it than that. But, yeah, that's basically an overview of what happens when there's, yeah, stagnation or lack of good flow <laughs> of fluid and movement in any, any area of your body. Um, 
yeah that's all for today um i just wanted to give you a exercise to do a simple thing to do to increase movement in a few systems of your body um so what you can do it's really simple you can just do some exhalation extensions so a simple way of doing that is just by inhaling for four seconds and then exhaling for eight seconds and you do that just seated nice and upright in a good posture where your whole spine is just stacked nicely on top of each other so your muscles don't need to work that hard um, and what this will do, so increasing your exhalation actually stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, um, which is then going to actually help you use your diaphragm. It's going to also increase the amount of um, digestion you're doing, the amount of healing you're doing, the amount of cellular turnover that is happening. All right. And by doing that, you're bringing down, yeah, you're basically bringing down your stress levels. Um, you're then allowing your brain to actually have more space and to work more functionally because you're not in this heightened state of awareness. Um, yeah, so it's a very simple thing you can do at any point in time. And yeah, don't see it as just like a woo-woo kind of thing that might just help you relax a little bit. You have to re realize that relaxing actually does something for every system of your body physically all right so what i'm trying to say here is things like mindfulness um being in the moment it's not just like a woo-woo thing that might that might make you feel better mentally or that might i don't know make you manifest something it actually does work physically on all of these systems when you look at it scientifically, when you look at it anatomically, when you look at it physiologically. All right, so that's the main thing I wanted to say to you today. In summary, um, yeah, movement equals health. Lack of movement will often lead to dysfunction. And, yeah, how your breath basically is integrated into all of this and allows for proper movement if you're breathing properly. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I went over my time a little bit, but yeah, any future episodes will be around 15 to 20 minutes. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you got something out of that. If you would like other people to access this as well, please just give me a review or subscribe and that'll just bring me up in the rankings and allow me to be visible to more people. Um, if you'd like to learn more about me or any practices, just head to my website or my Instagram. Um, yeah, and I will see you next time and we can delve into some more mysteries of the human form.